This is a story from the land of Nod. Hi, my name is Annie and I create everything that you see and hear here at Land of Nod. Each week I retell a wonderful children's story that has been specially chosen to reflect a unique place, country, culture or people. These are not your average fairy tales, they are stories from all of us because we all have a story to tell. If you would like to listen to one more special story each week and completely ad-free, please sign up at patreon.com forward slash Land of Nod, where you can also get a special discount of my first kid's book, Leave Some Sea for Me. And now, who's ready for a story? The Story of St. Patrick Almost 2,000 years ago, the Romans conquered large parts of Britain. They ruled there for hundreds of years. British people soon began to follow Roman customs. Some even learnt the Roman language, which was Latin. In Roman Britain, people followed many different religions. The Romans themselves prayed to lots of different gods. And some of them had become Christians. In about the year 389, which is a long, long, long time ago, Somewhere in the west of Britain, a baby boy was born. He was given a Roman name, but today we know him as Patrick. Patrick's family was Christian and believed in the Christian God. In fact, his grandfather was a priest. Patrick was brought up in a comfortable house and had an easy life, but his teachers were not always happy with him. Some said he could work harder. The Romans ruled a huge empire, They did not have enough soldiers to keep watch over all their borders and they were constantly under attack. One day, Patrick's life was to suddenly change forever. Raiders from across the sea in Ireland landed near his home. They captured Patrick and carried him away. He was a young and strong boy of about 14 years old when he was brought across the sea to Ireland. In Ireland, Patrick was sold to a chieftain called Milku. Everything was very strange and very frightening to him. Nobody spoke Latin. Here it was not the Romans, but the Druids who were powerful. The Druids were considered the wisest, cleverest people in the country, and it was believed that they could do magic. Now, Patrick really did have to work very hard. Day after day, he was alone in the countryside, looking after the chieftain's cattle. He felt very alone and afraid, and with no one else to turn to, he turned to God. Patrick learned how important it was for him to pray. For six long years, Patrick was a slave, but he never gave up hope. At night, he dreamed that God was telling him that one day he would be free and he would see his home again. At last, Patrick saw his chance and ran away. If he could just get to the coast, he could find a ship to take him home. The runaway was in luck. A ship was about to sail, but not to Britain. It was going to France. Anywhere is better than here, thought Patrick, and climbed aboard. Patrick thanked God for giving him his freedom. But when he reached France, he still had a very long and difficult journey back to his home in Britain. At last, he reached his homeland. He was so happy to be back with his family, but his time in Ireland had helped him decide to become a priest. He knew he had a lot to learn to get there. 
After a while, Patrick returned to France to find a monastery where he could study. Learning was not easy for him, but he was determined to carry on. He felt that God had important work for him to do. And he stayed in France for many years, studying and finally becoming a priest. After many more years, he was made a bishop, which was a very important figure in the church. He tried to explain his God to people in ways that they could understand. Once again, Patrick dreamed that God had plans for him. He felt sure that he must return to Ireland. There was work for him to do there. In 432, Patrick's dream came true. The Pope sent him to Ireland as a missionary to bring Christianity to the people there. Ireland was still a wild place at this time. Ireland was still a wild place at that time, but it had changed a lot from the country Patrick had escaped. Patrick remembered a lot about the beliefs of Irish people. He knew that their religion was very old and very precious to them. Nature and the seasons of the years were very important. Patrick tried to show that Christianity offered a new hope, but the Druids were the leaders of the old Irish religion and they went against the Christian message. Every day, Patrick was afraid he might be made a slave again or even killed. But Patrick's message began to be heard eventually. But Patrick's message eventually began to be heard. He even converted his old master, Milku. Patrick travelled to Tara in County Meath, where King Lyra had his court. He knew that the most powerful Druids in the country would be gathered there also. To celebrate Easter, Patrick lit an enormous bonfire on a hilltop. It was a huge challenge to the Druids, for they were holding a ceremony of their own a few days later. The custom was that no one lit the bonfire before their king. But Patrick was fearless in doing what he felt was right. The Druids were outraged. After this, it is said that the Druids challenged Patrick to a contest to see whether Christian writings or Druid ones would survive. They dropped both writings into a well. When they pulled out the books, the Druid writing had been washed away, but the Christian writing was still fresh and clear. King Lyra's two daughters became Christian. When news of this spread, many others came to hear Patrick's message. But it was not until he set up his headquarters at Armagh that Patrick began to feel the church had a strong base in Ireland. He still had much work to do. Many people found Christian ideas hard to understand. Patrick always tried to think of simple ways to explain them. It is said that he used a shamrock, a three-leaved flower, to show how God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit were different, but the same. Over the years, many legends have grown up about St. Patrick and about his life. One tells how he ordered all the snakes in Ireland to leave. Whether this really happened or not, it is true that today there are no snakes in Ireland. Although Patrick had not found his own school days easy, he encouraged children to learn. Patrick supported those who were called by God to be monks and nuns. He remembered when he too had first longed to offer his life to God. But he also believed that people could serve God in their everyday lives. The writings that Patrick left behind him showed that he was not a very learned man, but every word reveals his great love of his religion and his God. One of Patrick's most famous works is a hymn called St. Patrick's Breastplate. It is full of simple faith and trust. Prayer was always very important to Patrick. 
When he was an old man, he went to County Mayo for 40 days of quiet prayer and to be close to his God. Patrick died at Saul in County Down in the year 461. He was over 70 years old, which was a great age in those days. Although the Roman Empire collapsed during Patrick's lifetime, the Latin language continued to be used in Europe for centuries. It was the language of learning. Today, doctors still use Latin terms to describe parts of the body. Scientists use Latin names for all living things, so that they can be clear when talking to other scientists in different parts of the world. In the 1800s, there was a terrible famine in Ireland. Thousands of people fled to the United States of America. They landed in New York, and many of them stayed there. That is why today the Roman Catholic Cathedral in New York is called St. Patrick's. And on March 17th each year, there is an enormous St. Patrick's Day parade. People all over the world dress in green to celebrate St. Patrick and the country of Ireland. The End